0: feet must touch the floor and both ears must listen to this podcast what's up sharpshooters and welcome to the holy shoot podcast a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling i'm your host broderick and joining me are sam hi guys it's jason hi it's michael no chris today as we sent him to jacksonville to get a report on aew he uh, failed so we've cancelled his plane ticket back anyway guys in the words of our truth what is up
1: Jason should speak during this one because he did the coolest thing this weekend. Probably one of the coolest things ever. Uh, Jason?
2: Yeah, so um, Will Osprey went from entertaining 40,000 people at Wrestle Kingdom to entertaining about 400 people in Guildford, including myself. It was awesome. I got to meet him at the intermission, shake his hand, have a photo with him, touch his sweaty back. Lovely. Hold the never well, the never weight title. I'm the new champion, I think. That's I mean, the bit I'm jealous yeah, of. There's the another champ.
0: open weight title, never open weight. Sorry, nah.
2: I've got so many belts, I use track, you know. Nah. Belts. But it was really cool to meet him. It was cool. To just, my wife had never really seen an indie show like that, so she got to see Will She was trying to get photos of him. You can't get them, there's too much lag on a camera to capture him in mid movement. He's so far. I mean, so it's just photos of blurs, yeah, pretty much yeah, blurs yeah, yeah, yeah. of him when he was doing the jump. But it was awesome to meet him. I had a little chat, I asked him what it was like going. Uh, from the Tokyo Dome to G Live in mm. Guildford, he said the main thing he said was it was warmer in Guildford in this little theatre when it was at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> he was Man. sweating and boiling. How <laughs> was the actual match? The match was really good. Yeah, he was as you would expect, or flying all over the place. It it didn't go as mental as Wrestle Kingdom, but he hit a lot of the big moves. Still, uh-huh. he still was like hard like you know my wife was amazed at what he was trying to sort of, what he was doing in the ring there yeah. and we got a chant because I couldn't find my wife to take a photo of me with Will so he started a chant of where's his missus where's his missus which about 30 people joined in end- with. End- 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 my wife was like at the back not really paying attention because she saw me just run to the front of the queue to be the first to meet Will and then <laughs> she was a bit like coming forward like what the hell is going on okay I'll take the pictures now nice <laughs> who was he wrestling it was Chris Brooks, what's his name? God, the, the skinny lanky yeah, one. Yeah, Chris Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I he met was, Chris Brooks. He, he was playing a heel. Right. He was being a heel in the match. I don't think he's normally wrestled heel, so that was different. Yeah. He had what he had. Um, he had his mascot or his tag team partner, whatever you want to call it. Oh, inside. Kid like us. He was there as well. So, but yeah, he was just there to for Osprey to look awesome against.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess everyone kind of is de facto heel against Osprey.
2: Possibly Britain's second favorite. Yeah. kind of wrestler at the moment maybe it, it was cool so he was there you know zach saber as well but it's all, all about osprey for me oh yeah of course and i've got that like, great so, that you so, guys have seen so
0: who defended the openweight title against first
2: um, I don't know I'm going to have to sort of, sort of put it out there I think I'd like to go to New Japan and maybe go to the Tokyo Dome and defend <laughs> yeah. it there I think I want to start at the top I, be the right way to I, do it Yeah. I think, I think
0: Jason Norris versus Koto Ibushi
2: actually no I'll take that
0: back I, I want you to face a Minoru Suzuki I think
2: Suzuki would be a good <laughs> challenge yeah.
3: for me I, I'd like <laughs>
2: yeah, to like, test myself you know, to start that with that someone about on the same level yeah, as you I work think your about way my up. level to start off yeah. it's a good like, friendly like, start Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's very safe for us and much. yeah
1: if you disagree with people at the meetups and stuff, you are always chucking them into chairs and, like, beating up on the young kids that come... There's no young kids that come to the meetup. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, <laughs> On that and, note... Anyway, moving on.
0: Uh, well, that beats rare Ripley, like, in one of our tweets, so, you know, but...
2: Yeah. That was still cool, but Rare Ripley is yeah, liking
0: our tweets. Rare Ripley is now our queen of this uh, podcast. Yeah, hi Rhea. I I know she's definitely listening. Chen's, Chen's not here. here, we
2: should point out Chen's not here, Chen's yeah. in Chennerif, right? Yeah. So we can't we're, can't we're not calling yeah, it yeah.
0: Reef. we're calling it Chennerif.
2: So if he was here, I'm sure he'd be doing a call out to Ripley right He now. would,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. That was some lovely banter right there, chaps. Anyway, coming up on today's podcast, we have a Royal Rumble of the greatest Royal Rumble moments. Jason does a deep dive into wrestling music in a segment he calls Top the Chops, as well as the Ring of Dishonour. However, up first after the break is the news.
4: Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves.
0: Anyway, that, that was great, gentlemen. That was great. I'm glad, glad you joined in there. Anyway, our new segment is going to be very British this week as we saw the first ever NXT UK TakeOver as well as WWE opening their second Performance Centre on these very shores. Anyway, shall we first briefly talk about the Performance Centre? Uh,
2: was it a surprise to you, Jason, that they announced it this week? I was surprised it was this week. I guess it makes sense because it's TakeOver hmm. time. There was talk about this. this been a long-term plan to do... We don't know exactly where it is. It's somewhere in London. WWE definition of London could be like a lot of people, and it could be Luton. It could be out in the countryside, where we know they just class it as London. Yeah, it, so could, it could be Stansted Airport. Yeah, it could be Stan. It could be somewhere really like <laughs> crappy like that. So we'll have to see if we can track it down at some. It'd be
0: like Michael Cole, like three hours away from London, and when the actual fact Newcastle is not three hours drive away, <laughs> for instance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad they kept the location secret because I know they had like some weird stalkers go yeah. up to the
2: Orlando but it'll, one. But it'll come out at some point. Yeah. Oh dear. Goddamn stalkers. <laughs> some, wrestler will, <laughs> some wrestler will check in on Facebook at the Performance Center and show it on a map or something. Oh, <laughs> yes, or <whatever>. yes.
0: <laughs> oh dear. That, that'll be really bad. Anyway, uh, so who watched the NXT UK Takeover show on Saturday? Uh, it was a pretty good show on the whole. I'll, I'll just say my bit first. It was a pretty good show on the whole with uh, Dunn retaining Storm winning the women's bout uh, Gibson and Drake becoming the first ever NXT UK tag team champions Finn Balor making a surprise appearance that was that was really good That's pretty and, cool yeah and and Walter just Walter. Walter 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 I'm going to say Walter because I'm I'm, I'm lazy <laughs> also they signed Kaylee Ray by the looks of it too so thoughts on the show first and then thoughts on the couple of new recruits that we saw
2: Okay, uh, I really enjoyed the show. I wish the weekly show could be at that level. Mm. It really stood out how amazing this show was. Every Mm. match was brilliant. I I think we've already debated what was the best match on the show and it's really hard to pick one. That's a good sign. So yeah, really enjoyed it. I think my highlight was probably the tag match, but it's a hard pick. Yeah, I thought the low point of the
1: night was probably Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff. Really? But, yeah, yeah, but I think it, when I say that, I want to be clear. It's like a normal NXT show where the worst show on the card is far and away better than basically everything else the WWE puts out. So I'm, I'm saying that's the worst of like a night of incredibly top quality matches. Oh, fair enough, Mike. Yeah, I'm
4: at the <coughs> other end of the scale. I think Eddie Dennis, Dave Masters was one of the best matches of the
1: night. That's what I like yeah, about yeah. it. Everyone's
2: had a De- different view.
4: Definitely that the finishing off with the Into the Void, Into the Table was fantastic. Really, really, the whole show was great. The, it started with the tag team match, which is a good sign for the future.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Jason. The tag team match was my favourite match of the night. I really like the main event. I, I'm a huge fan of Mastiff and Eddie Dennis. Uh, I thought they, them two were great. I would say the women's match was the weakest one for me, personally. Yeah, I thought that was uh, a really yeah. good match. But, I enjoyed it. That was probably my second match. But, you match. know, I, I, Maybe third. I'm a rare Ripley fanboy now, so it, it's not my favourite match.
2: Thank one match I wasn't that fussed about going in was going to be Banks and Devlin, and then they were like oh, they scrapped that and put Finn Balor in there. Yeah. So I was like, happy days.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame for Travis Banks. I think he might be, might have re injured something. I don't no, know. No, he was.
2: Um, he at the tapings they had the, the, ma- the match that they were meant to have.
1: Uh,
2: so oh just yeah, it On the tapings yeah. the next night they did do the Spoilers match.
0: Spoilers for anybody who wants to watch NXT UK, by the way. Massive
1: apologies. But uh, yeah, you mentioned Kaylee Ray. I also have read that uh, they've offered contracts to B Priestley and Viper as well, which yeah. are two other obviously really big female stars in the UK I as watched, well.
0: I watched the uh, Queen of Insanity Death Match that Kaylee Ray and Viper had, and it's uh, if you like hardcore wrestling, that's a really good match to watch. That that's was uh, the last ICW Fear and Loathing show. Uh, last month actually. So it's worth uh, watching that on the YouTube channel. That's insane. That, like
2: wrestling. that would be a big hit to that. The women independent scene, like even some of the companies are losing yeah. Viper as well. That's yeah, yeah. Let's be, see what happened.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that I think Viper was targeted by a uh, AW, but yeah, I, it's not confirmed yet. It's not confirmed, but Walter or oh, Walter yeah. as I like to call him. Oh yes.
2: I think it's, I
1: popped hard for Walter coming out. I was um, oh, so,
2: so I did find it funny, but on Twitter, a lot of Americans are asking, I think the pod, Twitter feed and like in general, who is this guy? And can is he worth my time? How good is he? And there was a lot of feedback going, yes, it's yes. going to be good. Mm, yes, yeah, definitely, it's, yes. It's
0: remarkable. The Europeans love him and the Americans, they don't know what they're missing yet. So
4: it's uh, very it's interesting.
2: Cool. Mike, I know you're a fan of Volta. Is it Volta or Volta? <coughs> it is
4: Volta. It is Volta. Who Ishii did actually beat. Um, who, who do you guys think Pete Dunne's eventually going to lose the title to? Do you think Walter will be a contender? or Volta.
2: It could be Volta, yeah. There were some crazy people on Twitter that I got into an argument with but thinking that think it might be Mastiff. It's like, it's not going to be Mastiff. No. It's, like, it's not going to no. be. Like, some, yeah. I think some Americans seem to think he's like the guy they're building as undefeated. I see Volta just beating him along the way to maybe beating Dunne. If it's not Volta, who... Yeah That's a good question My only, my only question is Volta's not on a Full-time contract so It depends how they're. I think he's like Making rumoured. select appearances So yeah Rumoured select appearances So it depends How that pans out
0: Yeah uh, For me I think it would either be Volta or Joe Coffey Because I don't think uh, Don's rivalry With Joe Coffey Is over quite yet So Who knows how that Will go out But I,
3: mm.
0: I, I'm not that keen On Joe Coffey And being an NXT UK champion um, I'm not keen on The Gallus stable on the whole mm. But my mind was changed somewhat With this past take of the show great. Which by the way I'm going to say it Was better than Wrestle Kingdom
2: Controversial, It was. I mean it was a great show It was the highlight of a two and a half Hour show with really good matches Versus more like a five plus hour show It's probably easier to just absorb it and enjoy it
0: Exactly, that's so why it's depends what, Yeah,
2: Depends what you're looking for
0: I mean Wrestle Kingdom had bad matches
2: Yeah, that's a fair point <laughs> I'm sorry but it at high highs and lower lows
0: yeah yeah exactly like nothing will compete with that Omega Tanahashi Hashi match as far as I'm concerned but yeah anyway I think uh, that wraps up the news so up next is going to be a fun segment (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we have no idea how this is going to go down we haven't even done a test run this is going to be amazing
2: well, at WCW we have no idea we've booked it this we have planned yeah. it who knows
0: this is a war game 2000 of segments it's Royal the, Rumble mom- moments on a pole yeah it's kind of like that coming up next is the Royal Rumble of the greatest Royal Rumble moments
2: this podcast is affiliated with the WWL meetup group WWL or Watch Wrestling London Get together with many fans To watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights And attend live events across London Be it WWE Progress Rev Pro, Eve and many more It's a great way to watch Wrestling with friendly people And all are welcome to join You can find out more at WatchWrestling.London Or just Google Watch Wrestling London And you'll find the meetup
3: page
0: We here at Holy Shoot thought it'd be a fantastic idea to discuss our favourite Royal Rumble moments, and then I came up with the uh, supposed genius idea of doing this in a Royal Rumble-like format. So myself, Jen, Chasen, Sam, and Mike have provided us with our top ten moments in Royal Rumble history. I have whittled this down to thirty, and then randomised the order. So, just quick briefing on the rules: we will start with two moments, a la Royal Rumble, and then every minute another moment will enter the discussion. After that, every two minutes, I'll randomly select a person via an online wheel to eliminate as many moments as they want. So that at least one has to be eliminated, but it could be up to however many still in there. I hope
2: you're going to keep track of this. This is going to get crazy. I
0: I have my spreadsheet ready because I'm a nerd. I love Excel
3: Right.
0: Uh, so there can only be up to four moments at any one time I put that down but to be honest we'll lose track ladies and gentlemen so I don't really mind so I'm not going to reveal the 30 moments I'm just going to reveal them as we go along Sounds good. But they, just so you know Every person knows what the moments are. They just don't know what the order is. Yeah, we looked
2: at them earlier and we've already forgotten them. So it's going to add to the crazy. It's
0: going to be fantastic. So shall we just uh, get this started? Go. So uh, Jason is in charge of the clock. And I am in charge of keeping track of the order. So the first entrant is from the Women's Royal Rumble 2018. Is Asuka staring down with Ember Moon. And the second entrant is is AJ Styles' debut from 2016. Ooh. I'm going to start with Sam, because you selected Asuka vs Ember Moon. Let's go. I
1: did. That's a strong two to have in as the first two. Asuka vs Ember Moon was cool as hell. Yeah, really cool stare down. Obviously, Ember Moon just been beating up the night before. Asuka does that little weird dance thing, and it's like, oh, you've hurt your arm, Ember. What's going on there? I thought it was cool anyway. I got excited about it last year at the meetup.
0: So, Mike, do you want
3: to <coughs> say yeah. something about AJ Styles' a- a- debut? AJ
4: Styles, so I think that I, I was so happy. I had no idea whose music had just hit. I was thinking, who's this? Um, me being not really one of those people who keeps up online with contracts and stuff, didn't know AJ had signed, so to see him walk out was such a big moment for me. Um, head-to-head with Roman Reigns, they had a great sequence. He had a good Royal Rumble. I think his debut is definitely the better of those two. It was so,
1: cool. I like when... Um uh, Kevin Owens threw him out and shouted, "Welcome to the WWE!"
4: as he bailed him over the rope. That was cool. Yep, yeah. sign of future things to come. There. Five, four, three, two, two one. one. Ah. From
0: 2001 Royal Rumble, it is a Rock and Steve Austin staring down.
1: Ah, oh, mate, that was a, <laughs> that was probably the greatest stare down in Royal Rumble history. Austin with all the blood on his face, so cool like the crowd goes absolutely nuclear as soon as they like lock
2: eyes. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful moment, I think.
0: Jason, do you want to contribute to the discussion?
2: Um I was trying to get traffic already. It's already getting crazy, sir. I want to can I go back to the um Oscar and Amber Moon thing I yeah. agree I love the whole Waving arm from Asuka did So that's Putting that strong At the moment I'm trying to remember The Rock Stone Cold moment To be honest They had so many I'm trying to pick out Which particular year This was that this happened It uh, was 2001 like I'm just trying to remember yeah, like, I think The Rock sees Austin for the first Ro- time
4: And the look in his the eyes like, What the hell happened to you Because he had pouring blood yeah. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure That was a blade job I think he actually Did it the hard way On the outside It's such, a, such it, a big moment It looks cool Austin probably wears The Crimson Mask Better than anyone else
1: Yeah
0: Three, three, two, two one. Edrin uh, at number four is the Three Faces of Foley from the 1998 Royal Rumble. And also, Mike, I'm going to pick you to uh, eliminate at least one from the discussion.
4: Okay, I, I think straight out over the top rope goes Oscar and Ember Moon. Uh, Women out, out first, yeah. sexist. <laughs> Someone's going to post about this. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Three, <laughs> three faces of Foley coming in. I think every, uh, af- after we saw the second time, we were hoping it would be all three. Um, first incarnation with Chainsaw Trolley. Um, oh, not yeah. Still not sure what the backstory of Terry Funk deciding to take that character was. He
3: just wanted <laughs> to do um,
4: it. That just wanted to do it, but yeah, <laughs> yep yeah, three, three times he had to. Three times he went out. Great moment in Royal Rumble history. What,
2: what I loved about it was somehow he got eliminated before he was due to enter each time. So that that worked out cut well for him. Yeah, other picks, He actually got out of the ring in time for that to be able yeah, to go back, change, and come out again.
0: Yeah, it's miraculously convenient that one. Yeah, I, I, I that was one of my good moments. Three, for two. two. One. One. Uh, from 1996, it's Vader time. Go, Jason.
2: Vader time, damn it. Yeah, this was Vader's big debut in WWE before it went tits up for him. Um, he, he made a good impression here. He smacked about a couple of the guys like, known as the SWAT team. He had a face-off with Yokozuna. He came, he came back in after being eliminated and beat the crap out of Shawn Michaels. He came across like the master, the master dom that he was from WTW days. It was a really strong start, and you had a lot of hope for him at this point.
1: Didn't he chuck a load of people out after he got eliminated as well?
2: I'm trying to remember. I know he eliminated something like four people in total, but I'm not sure how many counted after he got eliminated. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Still very, very, very yeah, cool. Yeah, I think he got eliminated at the same time as
2: Yokozuna by HBK. Is that right? Yeah, and then he came in and beat the crap out of HBK.
4: Yeah, I think that was a great start for Vader. Um, shame about the end. Shame how it went downhill <laughs> yeah, we from were, there, anyway. The really. moment was good, though. <laughs> yeah. Seven.
3: So,
2: six. <laughs> five, <laughs> we got that one, all right.
4: Four. Three. Two, one. Uh,
0: Entry number six is Roddy Piper's entry into the 1992 Royal Rumble, and Sam, I'm going to pick you to eliminate one. Eliminate Eliminate
1: one one of. I've forgotten who was in it. AJ that. Styles'
0: debut, Rock versus Austin, Three Faces of Foley, Invader Time.
1: Oh, I guess Three Faces of Foley will have to go, but that's four strong members. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Oh, no. Oh uh, Well, we're getting crowded, so Jason, I'm going to go to Piper's
2: this, uh, There's a few 92 moments, I think, in this, because it's like the, my favourite Rumble, so I've submitted them. But this is after Ric Flair has cleared the ring, and he finally gets a moment to catch, catch the air. And then one of his longest-term rivals is the next man out, and the look on Flair's face as Piper just, like, the crowd pops insanely... And Pat would just unloads loads on him. It's a great moment to see these two work together.
4: Wow. It is a fantastic moment in what is a fantastic Royal Rumble. And Bobby Heenan on commentary is making this match so much better. Um, really good commentary effort by him and Gorilla. Yeah. Uh- Nice two rumbles, an absolute classic. There's nothing
0: wrong with it whatsoever. Three, uh, three two, two, one. And uh. From 2003, uh, entrant number seven is Jericho's sneak attack on Shawn Michaels at the beginning. Jason, you put this in, so I'm going to go with you.
2: Yeah, so this is a sneak attack. Christian comes out dressed like Jericho as I think, number two. Shawn Michaels is looking at him. Jericho just comes in behind and batters HBK. He gets battered a lot in Royal Rumbles. Um, and it's a, just a great little beat down. It ultimately leads to HBK being eliminated and the Jericho and HBK feud go into mania. Ooh,
1: very, very, yeah, cool moment. I remember when I watched it; it was on like a four by three standard definition TV, and I couldn't tell that it wasn't Chris Jericho. So then, when he appeared in the ring, I was like, "Chris Jericho's got a twin brother." And then they say, <laughs> "Oh no, it's, it's it's Christian, it's Christian." Uh... Did that make that moment a bit more disappointing for you? I don't know. I don't think so, because I knew who Christian was. As a child, you know, there's not a lot about wrestling that's that disappointing. So, yeah. Five, four, three, two,
0: one. 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 <laughs> entering at number eight is Shawn Michaels with one foot touching the floor. And Mike, I'm going to go back to you to eliminate at least one from AJ Styles' debut, Rock versus Austin, Vader time, Piper entering the Royal Rumble, and the Jericho sneak attack. Okay. At so least one,
4: so you can eliminate more if you want. I think Vader has to go and the Jericho sneak attack because yep. I've actually got zero memory of that. So it obviously made no Ooh. real impact oh. on me. So, I'm quite, so those two have gone over the top rope. Um, one foot to the floor. The very first time we really saw somebody using Skin the Cat to get back into the Rumble. Um, just a great moment. We thought it was over. We're all cheering the Bulldog. You know, he'd, he'd won the Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall earlier. So we thought he'd gone one stage bigger and done it. And then for Shawn Michaels to come back in, eliminate him. And we all think he's cheating. Actually, he goes on to be the winner. Yeah, mm. I,
1: I read about this in... Do you remember when you could get the WWE magazine, but it was like a month out of date? That was how I found out mm. about WWF this happening. WWF, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Five, oh. four, three, <laughs>
0: two, one. From the 2001
2: Royal Rumble, it's Drew Carey's entry, Jason. This just amused me a lot. Drew Carey's interacting backstage with Vince McMahon during the show. He ends up being tricked into, why don't you enter the Rumble? And in, he ends up in the ring when, I think the ring's empty that and then Kane comes out. He tries to pay Kane off and put money into his, into his hands. Yeah. Kane's reaction is just like so, com- the, the, the comedy just completely knows selling it. And then Drew realises what a mess he's in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I felt bad for D'Lo Brown because he won the match on Heat to have that spot and then Vince was like you're not in the
4: Rumble instead there's this guy
3: yeah, Drew this, Carey I've got, a, I've gonna got, gonna got a great athlete in to take
2: your place yeah, Drew Carey yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: Not sure how Drew Carey has made this list at all, to be honest. <laughs> he beat Kyle Jason.
3: <laughs> Jason, Lame,
4: Blame Jason for everything. A classic yeah. comedy moment. It, it is a classic comedy
0: WWE moment. WWE comedy, um, we hate Two minutes die.
4: before that with Honky Tonk Man, I think is a better moment. Oh, yeah, um, that was great as well, yeah. Seven,
0: so John Cena's <laughs> return from 2008 is a 10th entrant. And Jason, you need to eliminate at least one from Drew Carey's entry, Shawn Michaels' one-foot Piper entry. Rock versus Austin in AJ Styles' debut.
2: Shawn Michaels is going out, AJ's going out, and so Stone Cold and the Rock.
3: Oh! Mass Everyone out of
0: the pool. Whoa! <laughs> so it's just Piper's entry, Drew Carey's, and John Cena's
2: amazing return. Strangely, my two are still in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mike, do you want to talk about Cena's return in 2008?
4: Yeah, I think to come back that early from the injury, it, w- it wasn't like now where you know they're coming back or there's all rumours. We had zero idea he was anywhere close to being ready. Um, the way the crowd reacts just really makes that moment so much better, and to go on and win, love that moment.
0: Yeah, I, I really, I, i've you know, New York crowd, New York crowd, and Cena gets a reaction, and he's a Bostonian as well, so to be hated, to be usually hated, and New York crowd. Anyway, sorry, Three, <laughs> really bad. Two,
1: two,
0: two one. one. Uh, God damn it, Vince tears his quad from the 2005 <laughs> Royal Rumble. Sam, do you want to go on this one?
1: Yeah, this was an excellent moment. Uh, I think this might be one of the most famous kind of non- to non-wrestling fans moments from the Royal Rumble. Yep. People, loads and loads and loads of people know about how the the ending got botched up <laughs> because, was it Batista, <laughs> Batista and... Batista and John Cena. Yeah, hit the floor at the same time when they was, when one person was clearly supposed to go before. Vince walks out. Bursts both his quads And then kind of sits Awkwardly in the ring Like yelling at them Like kind of An angry An angry granddad Who can't stand up Because he's The look on his face <laughs> Yeah Brilliant. yeah yeah When he realises Oh no I've, I've, I've really injured myself
4: But
2: because he did got... both quads, right? He just yeah, yeah. them both and just stumbled to the ground. I don't want to speak to too much
4: about this in case I start laughing. I just love that moment so much. love watching it over and over. How did he get out of the ring? Did he just he kind he of
3: roll and get out, out of the Five,
0: four, <laughs> three, two, one. Ah. Entrant number twelve is Chris Benoit winning from one to, going from one to thirty in two thousand four Royal Rumble, and I am going to be eliminating at least two Drew Carey's entry and Roddy Piper entering the Royal Rumble from 92. So that leaves John Cena's return and Vince to Erin's squad. Mike, do you want to talk about Benoit winning?
4: Yeah, the Royal Rumble that's been erased from history. Um it was a really, really good match. I love the finish where we managed to get Big Show so slowly over the rope you keep thinking can he can't he can he can't he it was such a suspenseful ending just a shame that we're not allowed to really talk about that now one of the few times in history where the how is anyone going to eliminate the Big Show question
1: was like a genuine mystery rather than just an inevitability you know
0: I think it's just wrong we celebrate this moment to be really honest
2: I think we're Mm. looking at the moment and what it meant at the time not what it became Mm -hmm. I think we could have
0: gone with Shawn Michaels going from number one, but that's just me. Anyway, four, three, Three, two, one. one. Uh, Enter at number 13, and it's a multiple Royal Rumble one, this one. Kofi Kingston's re-entries into the Royal Rumble match. Sam you're a fan of these?
1: Yeah, I always this is something I always look forward to in all the modern rumbles. I know it's an obvious spot everyone knows it's coming but he always gets quite creative with how he wants to get in and out of the ring, be it kind of acrobatic or lately like last year he ended up stood on some pancakes and then just kind of climbed back in. Uh, always creates kind of a good little sort of middle of the rumble moment which you know that's that's not that not that common. Uh, in, in general, so yeah, I, I like it. It's one of my favorite things, like I could say.
2: Anyone else want to add anything? I'm trying to work out if some of the John Morrison ones he did for a couple of Rumbles yeah, on did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: it is kind of gimmick infringement, but you know, where's, where's can, John can Morrison can now?
2: Impact, impact, so yeah. so he's doing really
0: well. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah, true. Five, four, four, four three, three, two, one. 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 Uh, at number fourteen is Rikishi but- betraying too cool in the year two thousand. Sam, this was your pick. This
1: but, was my but pick. But you
0: need to eliminate at least one from Kofi Kingston's reentry, Ben from number one, Vince Turner's squad and Cena's return.
1: Um, I guess benoit like, yeah uh, you Go know, on. you'll play the political <laughs> play the politically safe option there yeah thank you uh, no problem yeah Save for me this this was the first royal rumble that i watched as as a kid and i had been obviously i was well into tool call cool, like anyone under the age of about 13 or 14 was at that time and so seeing them dance in the ring you know the will they won't they rikishi puts the glasses on me and my friend went really mad like so crazy that his mum came into the room and told us to keep it down <laughs> so for me that's a, that's a big you know big part of my rumble history what, anyway
2: what, so this one the madison square garden the way they filmed it because yeah. you had them coming and coming and going in a way but yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. need
1: you to boo me
0: in this one three, three two, two one, one. <laughs> Roman entering at number 30 in the uh, 2017 Royal Rumble boo <laughs> I, I picked this one I just think it's a fantastic bit of booking to get Randy Orton's victory over uh, because we all marked out so negatively for this one we just thought yeah. oh god Roman's gonna win not again boo and then when Randy Orton won everyone cheered and I think it's the first time Randy Orton got a loud reaction like that in a long time mm-hmm. it Is genius booking 101 Vince knew that Roman was gonna get booed everyone knew Roman was gonna get booed at that spot. I, I absolutely love this little moment. It's just the great, booking. So react- thank you, Vince.
1: Uh, yeah, the reaction at the uh, at the meetup group—that's one of the ones I remember really clearly. Was kind of like disbelief that they'd actually do it, leading to kind of confusion and then to <laughs> happiness. It's like a big a big journey we all went the, on. YouTube reactions very are fantastic. Moments. Yeah. So, five, so
0: five, five four, four, three, two. two
4: one. Uh,
0: so, from 2002's Royal Rumble is Triple H's victory and Jason, I need you to not only speak about this, but eliminate from Roman at 30, Rikishi betraying two, called Kofi Kingston's re entries. Vince Turner's his squad as Cena returns. I'm going mean, to take
2: Cena out of this. I'm going to take Kofi out, and I'm going to take Roman out, leaving Vince and Rikishi in the ring because it's funny. <laughs> and then, and then so Triple, wow. tri- Triple H returns, Super <laughs> Triple H wins the Rumble. Do you this? this isn't one of my picks. No, it's Chen's. It sounds like a Chen pick. Yeah, I think when Such Triple H, H made
4: his entrance, I've never seen him look so big. He was absolutely huge. Um, it was his time. It, mm. it was definitely his time. Um, he uh, got a good welcome back. The way he'd gone out, getting injured during the tag team match and carrying on, I think that was one of the times he fit, you know, he had all the respect of the fans. It was a really good moment.
0: Absolutely. It, it, it was a great moment for him. And yeah, I've... Which oh, Rumble won? 2002. 2002. Oh, anyway, 5, five four, 4, 3, three two, 2, 1. one. So number 17 is New Japan Wrestling versus WWE. This is a pick that Sam made from the 2018 Royal Rumble. I
1: did. I thought this was an extremely cool stare-down. They'd just done, I think, before... Who was, who was the stare-down? Uh, it was Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura on one side, oh, and yes. John Cena and Roman Reigns on the other. So it's like four of the top lads from those two companies... Uh, staring down they would just gone from like an old guard versus new blood like stare down see that's what one. i
0: remember old God versus new god it wasn't new japan versus WWE. they so. did that
1: then they did a bit of scrapping and then it kind of resolved itself to yeah, another yeah, stare yeah down.
0: I, I, I prefer the old guard versus new guard myself
1: Oh, fair enough. I mean, I again I enjoyed being at the meetup and hearing different groups of people all all realizing that that was happening, and then people being like, Oh, I just said that a second ago to uh, everyone who's going, Oh, it's New Japan versus WWE. <laughs> Four, <coughs> three, three, two, two one. one. Uh, Mike,
0: I'm gonna go to you for entrant number 18. It's Giant Gonzalez makes his debut in WWE in 1993. Plus, I need you to eliminate at least one from New Japan versus WWE, Triple H's win, Rikishi betraying Too Cool, and Vince Turner's quad.
4: Let's get rid of Rikishi. Yep, just a single elimination Aww. there. Oh, okay. Um, but so. yeah, as a 12 year old, seeing Giant Gonzalez walk down, being told he was 8 foot tall, you know, not realizing that the muscle costume was in fact a costume. <laughs> really amazing moment. Loved it. Um, Him and Undertaker stepping towards each other to the centre of the ring and seeing how dwarfed Undertaker actually was the first time I'd ever seen anyone be taller than him. Really happy childhood memory. Did you really think that muscle suit was,
1: like, a real muscle? I'm going to use your excuse from earlier
4: and say it was one of the old TVs. Oh, yeah, 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 fair.
2: (laughs) And you thought he had fur on him as well, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And it was black and white. (laughs) Okay, yeah, of course. Five, Five,
2: four,
1: four, three, three, two, two, one. one. And
0: at uh, entrant number 19 it's bushwhacker luke from the 1991 royal rumble his entry and his very quick exit and his great character moment wasn't it jason
2: yeah i picked this one this is the first rapid elimination they did and if anyone wants to correct me i believe it was though this was he marched down waving his arms doing the bushwhacker march got in the ring got grabbed and went straight over the other rope kept marching just went straight back up the ramp it it's, was the original short entrance It's.
0: Actually, one of my favorite old school wrestling moments is just the way he stays a character. I love the bushwhackers. They're so dumb. But it's just in a nice way.
2: It's so a fact he just doesn't it's stop marching; it, <laughs> just leaves again. Yeah. He's yeah, he not smiling either. Yeah. He seems happy about it. <laughs> just like stop. stop. I got just paid. Stop. I got a paid there to walk to the ring and leave. And that's. that's, that's I wonder like, if he got less
1: people. That is than the greatest job in. In. in the world. <laughs> it's, if you, I watched that clip back. Uh, Macho Man sees him coming, stops fighting. Earthquake walks over, grabs him, walks him across the ring, and presses him out like, in one moment.
3: Three, three two, two, one. one.
1: Uh, I'm just one
0: man. At number twenty it's Heath Slater from the twenty eighteen Royal Rumble, but I have to eliminate at least one. So I'm going to eliminate New Japan versus WWE Staredown from 2018. And I'm also going to eliminate the giant Gonzalez debut from 1993. Sam, I don't think that's going to win. Sam, the you, you picked the Heath Slater spot, so I'm going to go to you.
1: Yes, this, I picked this one because I think this is the biggest pop I've ever heard at the meetup. Like, I was stood at the back of the room in the old venue we used to do it in, in Canary Wharf. People literally were jumping off their feet for Seamus being eliminated by Heath. It It was, I think it's fair to say Heath Slater, I mean, everyone loves Heath Slater, but amongst us, he's kind of a special... A special character. He has a special place in all of our hearts.
0: It it was my favourite moment from last year's Raw Rumble. I absolutely love this moment. It's just pure fun. Just everyone beating him up, and then he gets his (laughs) gets his revenge on Sheamus. It's brilliant. (laughs) Anyway, um, five, four, Four, three, three, two, two, one. And entry number twenty-one is Ric Flair's victory in nineteen ninety-two. Jason.
2: Well, it's the greatest Raw Rumble moment of all time, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People might not agree with me. This is the um, the first example of someone doing that amount of oh, time. Oh, it's and, so going to get eliminated. I yeah. know oh, it's not going to make it now. Just because of your early but stunt. The amount of time it took, it was in the ring. You know, he was in the ring for this. was the first like you know setting a record from free to the end. It was the first time they crowned a champion you know, at the Royal Rumble. And again, Bobby the Brain Heenan makes this. That's what I love this so much. It's Heenan is part of the show on this with Ric yeah. Flair.
1: That line. It's not fair to Flair. It's not fair
2: to Flair. <laughs> He's all the way through. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just constant references by Flair that make this, or by Hina not to Flair but make yeah. it work. I think for the time, the most star-studded Royal Rumble
4: that's ever taken place. And for Flair to go all the way through it, he was definitely the star of the match. And that was the first time a lot of WWF fans would have seen Ric Flair and had any idea who he was. So it was a debut for him.
0: That is very true indeed. Very good point, Mike. Five, Five four, four, three, two, one... Three, two, one. Entry at number 22 is Hulk Hogan eliminating the Ultimate Warrior from the 1990 Royal Rumble. Mike, and I also need you to eliminate at least one from Ric Flair's victory, Heath Slater's entry, Bushwhacker
4: Luke, Triple H's victory, and Vince Turner's quad. I will get rid of Heath Slater and Bushwhacker Luke. Oh, no, not Bushwhacker Luke. We're looking after main
0: eventers here. Okay, well... (laughs) Uh, speaking of the main eventers, Mike, do you want to go about Hogan versus yeah,
4: Warrior? Come on, Ho- Hogan Warrior was such a great build to what turned out to be a fantastic WrestleMania match. Um, really rare for those days for two babyface Chris Benoit to really go head to head in any sort of program. Um, did Hogan accidentally eliminate Warrior? Was it deliberate? Was Was the signs of who would be the face and who would be the heel? Um, it just had everything and really led to you know historic moment.
2: A classic old school moment. Absolutely. Five so, four
1: three two one.
0: one It's gotta be Kane. Kane's performance in the two thousand and one Royal Rumble. I am gonna go to you Sam.
1: Oh yeah, Kane, this is he eliminated eleven people, didn't he? Yep. Before uh,
0: Roman ruined it. <laughs>
1: Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> it was unnecessary to take that take that away from Kane. Yeah, he was in all that. The 2001 Royal Rumble was uh, particularly notable because it was kind of really clearly divided up into different sections. Like, you had the hardcore section at the beginning. There may be kind of more of the, the kind of mid-cardy, brawly, technical kind of guys. And then at the end, all the heavy hitters with The Rock and Austin and, and those. And Kane was basically in there until, when did he get eliminated? Right at the end. Yeah, he I was think... the last
4: person eliminated by Austin, yes. Yeah, 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 and he was in at number
1: seven, I think, which is you
4: know he it's was, a long he,
1: he
4: run there for, for Glen, Big Glen. Yeah, he, Big Glen. i point out that when Roman broke his record, he actually had help with two of the eliminations from the whole Shield. So in terms oh, of yeah. individual eliminations, Kane still has it. Oh, Shout out three, to him for taking three, the two, two,
1: well.
0: two, one.
4: One. <clears throat> At number
0: twenty-four, it's Kane eliminating CM Punk from the twenty fourteen Royal Rumble. Jason, I'm going to go to you. Not just for that, but for eliminations too. Okay. Kane's performance, Hogan eliminating yeah, Warrior, Ric Flair We're, getting, we're getting
2: rid of Vince and we're getting rid of Triple H.
0: Ooh, so oh, no one, uh, So l- no one from the first 20 is going to win. I thought Vince oh. might have done it, you know. No. I thought okay. he was going to so,
2: do so k- it. Kane's so, impact. I don't know who picked this one. Huh? I think it was Chen. Yeah. Sounds like a classic Chen pick. Class- not even here, let's <laughs> take like the yeah, middle. Go, go, um, go back to Chen. a funny one. I mean, it was. I'm not. I think it's still not clear. TM Punk says he didn't want to have Kane throw him out, and Kane just had to almost come back, appear, grab him, and throw him over the top rope. It's a very unusual situation, and they've never quite come clean as to what yeah. was meant. To oh, I'll be
0: honest. This is not a great moment.
2: Kane no. was already
1: eliminated. It's like. What about the fucking rules? <laughs> he was already out. He shouldn't be able to eliminate other people.
0: Uh, yeah, but then you got to complain about every other moment, including the one that set up Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels in two thousand five. Three, three, two, two, two one, one. And At number twenty five is one I picked, and it was all the women's legends in the first ever Ro- women's royal rumble of 2018 i really like this uh I, I just really like the women's legends entries from trish stratus entering number 30 to a huge pop to vicky guerrero's excuse me where everyone eliminates <laughs> her uh, michelle McCool had a fantastic performance both in ring wise and also the way she is booked to eliminate the most that year should have been nia jacks in my opinion um but apart from that i th- I just thought it was a fantastic nostalgia fest, the first ever women's Royal Rumble, and it gave uh, a main event to so many women who deserved it for their efforts over the year. So I, I thought it was just a fantastic moment.
1: I was kind of annoyed about Trish Stratus coming in at 30 because I had that number in the sweepstakes, and that was the year when everyone thought Ronda was going to do it. So I, I was like, "I'm going to win the prize this year." I had year. Brie
0: Bella, so oh, don't don't luck. you even complain? <laughs> don't you complain? So disappointed, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can look, but you can't win.
3: Five, <laughs> four, four, three, three two, two one.
0: one, and at 26 we have Kai and Tai. Uh, and not being part of the Royal <laughs> Rumble 2000 I don't even remember this one uh, Sam I need to go to you not just for that but for elimination between for Rick it Flair's it victory, Hogan eliminated Warrior, Kane's performance, Kane eliminating CM Punk and the Women's Legends
1: I think uh, CM Punk Kane needs to go uh, and no, actually, I'll leave it there. Oh, we'll okay, keep, cool. We'll keep so, it there. Kai and Tai. Kai and tai. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody can remember this. They I remember it. It was great. Yeah, it was great. They weren't booked in the rumble. They just kept turning up and then getting chucked out in a variety
2: of <laughs> and different. I believed in talking about that could get thrown out in his face and then pretty much oh, knocked out. Yeah, yeah he got oh, actually, absolutely.
1: Like completely bandaged, like flat pancaked It didn't he? Yeah, he didn't yeah, bleed yeah. On his face. It, horribly bleeding That's and then, one
0: of your Top ten moments though
1: Yeah it was a great moment It's mm, one it was of the first Remembers I watched It's did you do it like the, they just the, kept the Coming out did replay Of
4: it four really times, times. Yeah, They yeah. must have loved it Jerry
1: the it. King Kept on going oh, I want to see that Little Chinese guy Get smashed again And she's meh Jerry bit, hmm. bit
4: racist
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three, <laughs> three Two, two One,
0: one. Uh, At number 27 is Shawn Michaels and Undertaker's last eight minutes in the 2007 Royal Rumble. I picked this one. I really love this moment. It's just eight minutes of fantastic wrestling between two of the great legends, and it kind of eventually led to their WrestleMania 25 clash, which is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Uh, Who else wants to speak on Shawn Michaels? Yeah, I love that
4: eight-minute segment. You've got the finishing moves. You know, you forget it's Royal Rumble halfway through, and you think you're watching an actual match. Yeah. Really did. I genuinely thought Michaels was going to win as well. I actually did as well, and, you know, so... They managed to surprise me after the eight minutes. I noticed this is coming out at number twenty-seven, the luckiest spot in the rumble. Is that is that deliberate? No, it genuinely was random. Yeah, this. The, rumble. the rest of you believe that? Is that the luckiest spot it in the rumble? Is the luckiest Apparently spot? still right. Yes. I thought yeah. it was
1: twenty-eight. Twenty lucky twenty-seven. Oh, lucky I think four, seven? Four oh, okay, Most people have won from there. Oh, fair enough. I didn't know
2: that. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Fair but enough. Yeah, but great, yeah. great little match going on between those two. Three, Happy. four winners. Two. two. One and At number 28 is CM
0: Punk's Sermon from the 2010 Royal Rumble. Uh, again, oh shit, we need to eliminate something as well. So uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to eliminate Kai and Tai because that's dumb. Uh, I'm also going to... No, actually, I'm not going to eliminate anything else, just Kai and Tai. So, from 28th CM Punk Sermon, I thought this was a fantastic way to get CM Punk Straight Edge Society over. I thought there's brilliant mic work and just eliminating random people like uh, Zack Ryder and Beth Phoenix. Uh, Yeah, just a great way to get punk over.
1: Was Beth Phoenix in that rumble? I didn't know.
0: Yeah, she was eliminated by uh, the great. No, she eliminated the great Carly as well. Fire kissing. It was dumb. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough.
1: And Punk was heel at this point. Yeah, CM Punk was heel, yeah, Straight okay. Edge
0: Society. I didn't really watch much of 2010, but this is one of my. Because I watched it back, ones. I
1: really hate straight edge people who get like preachy like that. And That's so I got genius. irrationally angry watching it. Like, fuck yeah, this it's, guy. This
0: is really great. Three, Three two, two, one. one at number 29 we probably have the most famous elimination of all time is maven eliminating the undertaker from the 2002 royal rumble
2: jason yeah i, I picked this one i just love this moment because it's just three people they, picked it by the way uh, oh great a few has picked it i'm glad we all did it so it was a good choice um it's funny because it's the Hardys getting just being eliminated by a taker then maven gets that lucky drop kick Knocked Undertaker out. He's walking around posing like he's a big star. Taker just does that slow turn back to him, gets back in the ring along the lines of "What the fuck are you doing, boy?" and then just beats him up, throws him around. I think he throws him into a popcorn machine. Yeah. Like he just gets like thrown all around the arena. I definitely he got officially eliminated. He just got Maven just got beaten no, up.
4: No, he, he's still he, actually in the rumble. Yeah, yeah. He it,
1: Taker threw him out through the middle rope. I remember. Yeah. I like that because it wasn't, you know. Coming back after you've been eliminated and eliminated. But one year later,
4: Taker does actually eliminate Maven. So, oh, fair enough. Maven has a year-long rumble. Yeah, seriously (laughs) seriously shocking moment. (laughs) Three, Three, two, two, one, one. and at number thirty, it's a
0: Chen pick. It is Undertaker distracting Kane in the 2004 Royal Rumble. It's the return of
4: the dead man. Mike. Yeah, he'd been gone two months. I don't think we expect him back that soon. Oh, um, shit. You need to eliminate two. Uh, at least one, by the way. Okay, who's in? Maven
0: versus Taker, CM Punk Sermon, HBK versus Taker, Women's Legends, Kane's Performance, Hogan Eliminator, Warrior, and Ric Flair's victory.
4: Let's get rid of the Women's Legends and Boom. the Sermon.
1: Mike, you've eliminated all of the women moments from this round.
3: <laughs> okay,
4: well, so... I'll right. explain that we, some we, other time.
0: We, we, <laughs> we, we've now got no time limit. I'm just going to interfere every two minutes to request someone to eliminate one. And we'll just go one at a time, fuck it. So, Undertaker distracts Kane.
4: Go, Mike. Yeah, so the, the lights going off, the music hitting. Um, you, everyone was expecting him to walk out. I don't think he actually did. Um, we never saw him, but it was a prelude to the WrestleMania 20 match, which was a bit of a letdown. Um, Very just, much sur- just, just surprising to see Undertaker coming back that soon really um. yeah I remember the way they uh, built it
0: from Survivor Series 2003 it was like oh that's not the real Undertaker or something like that so it's of,
1: you know the American no it wasn't American Badass it was Big Evil was, same was- thing but you know is this when he returned from being buried alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Undertaker doesn't have a very good record in buried alive matches, does he? Hasn't he lost all of them except one? Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Isn't it the same for casket matches? He's lost like a remarkably no, he, he large number. He wins his casket no, matches. He generally wins them. Oh, okay. It's only
2: Yokozuna I think, would beat him with like all of the heels on the roster. No, no ra- Randy Orton and Cowboy Bob
0: Orton beat him as well. It's no, oh, always
2: yeah. when he, they help. <laughs> that's when he's set to the, the
0: casket on fire yet again.
2: Anyway, we're going off topic.
0: Uh, yeah screw it let's get an elimination going jason yeah elim- I don't really, I, I can, don't, can you
2: eliminate one Just i don't one. really care for this taker and kane things so
0: i'm getting them straight out okay and sam since you haven't eliminated one for a little while maven taker hbk versus taker kane's performance hogan eliminates warrior and rick flair we need a final four so i want
1: only one from you only one from me i think probably Maven Undertaker would need to go the Ooh. others for me the others feel like more significant I also didn't want to just pick on CM Punk after talking loads of shit about Straight Edges because they'll beat me up if they listen to this and yeah. I don't want that
0: yeah. we're in the wrong part of London for that you know Vegan like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. area. Demon exactly central, they'll know?
1: hear us saying it they'll come for us with the black crosses on the back of their
0: hands there is wow. no wow. punk moment
2: left it. we're doing Kane 2001
0: yeah no CM Punk someone's gone already, He's oh, already gone? Gone. so you're not picking yeah. on CM Punk you've lost track but you didn't, you didn't limit, you didn't limit
3: it yeah. is Mike he came uh, back uh, in afterwards Mike, Mike,
0: Mike, oh right <laughs> Mike, Mike essentially just doesn't like women and uh, straight edge people so you know well I don't judge <laughs> do I agree with most of that uh, no so we're down to our final four gentlemen number 21 pick was Ric Flair's victory in 1992 22 was Hogan Eliminating Warrior in 1990 23 was Kane's performance at the 2001 Royal Rumble and 27 is Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at 2007 so which one do you think deserves to win
1: sam i think it's going to be flair or kane really those are both like stellar incredible performances that kind of uh, almost define or, or demonstrate what a rumble match can can be what it mm. what it what it you know the main draw of what it what makes it so good
0: we have less than 30 seconds to another elimination jason
2: So do you want me to eliminate someone? No, no, no. Talk talk
0: about who do you want to win? So
2: I want Flair to win. The Flair wins the rumble. Too is cowering in the corner at the moment, hoping the big guys don't see him, so he can sneakily win the entire thing. He's doing a Jerry Lawler.
0: That was close to being in my top ten okay. the Jerry Lawless spot, by the way. I really like
2: that one. The Jerry Lawless? No, sport? the one where he hides under the ring. He hides under the ring for like half the round. Oh yeah, I, I, I was gonna was really put clever. in the
1: road dog spot where he holds the bottom road I'm trying to let that one out. That that
0: would be me if the Royal Rumble was real life. Like yeah, yeah, I, I'd yeah. do that. But anyway, five, four,
1: three, three, two, two, one. One
4: Mike, you have to make it down to the final three. This is so hard. Um I have to go against every instinct and get rid of Hogan versus Warrior. Yeah. Just because the other oh. three are so... They lasted longer. That's the very logical angle with... Ooh. So I guess now yeah, we're right, at that right.
1: moment where there's three people left in the ring and they're all just staring at each other. Pointing like, well, sign. They're they're well, the well, yeah. well, they're, they're, when there's
2: well, t- two, t- t- they t- point
0: at the Technically, there's t- 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 four because Shawn Michaels Undertaker is one moment and then there's... Like a merging of two people. Yeah. The Undertaker. The underboy. <laughs> the underboy. <laughs> the underboy. So, Mike, out of those three, which one would you like to see win?
4: Look, I think we've got, you know, I, I like the stats here. First ever Royal Rumble, entering 13 out of 20 wins, second one 27, third 25, fourth 24, and then we come to the fifth one, and it's number three. I think not only was it amazing what he did, it was so unexpected because we hadn't seen anything like it before. Yeah. So I really have to go with Ric Flair's performance in the 92 Rumble.
0: Mm, it's very interesting I, I wonder who might have the next elimination I I think all three are fantastic I I I find it very difficult because Ric Flair's win is so iconic and it's the 92 Royal Rumble arguably the greatest Royal Rumble of all time you have Kane's performance which is arguably the single best performance in Royal Rumble history mm. and then you have Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker which is probably the best final two in history. So I'm just going to congratulate ourselves, gentlemen, for picking a great final three.
1: Well done.
0: I, I, yeah, well, well done to
4: us. Pat on the back.
1: We've yeah. all got such good taste, yeah. and we're humble as well.
0: Yeah, we're very humble in this podcast. So I've got 15 seconds to decide which one to eliminate, because I haven't eliminated one for a little while. I really want to keep Shawn Michael's Undertaker in there, but... It has to oh. go. So, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, is eliminated. And we're down to Ric Flair's victory from the 92 Royal Rumble. Kane's single greatest performance in the 2001 Royal Rumble. Kane's defining performance.
1: I think Kane also deserves... Or Ric Flair's defining performance oh, in WWE. I think Kane also deserves some credit for the uh, the three chair shots that Austin gave him at the end. They're like proper attitude era, no holding back, fully like denting the chair on your head. And unlike normally, because Kane has a bit of a rep for getting the hands up and protecting himself, Kane just takes it, takes it fully and ends up getting dumped out. Mm. Pretty, pretty sick. We don't like seeing it now, but like, you know, fair play on him for taking it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, chair shots are obviously pretty bad these days, but. Yeah, you know back in the day
1: you know it's just class to see him I, I don't encourage it now but no absolutely not nobody should get hit in the head in, with a chair in 2019 Chen would disagree with you on that one well I mean <laughs> so
0: shall we just make a decision then who we're we going to eliminate last so who do you want to eliminate out of those two Rick performance or Kane's performance oh mate you, you have to go first Can oh. we not have a
4: Repeat of 94 And have two winners here No
0: No And neither can we have An accidental 2000 Royal Rumble Jen either. will
1: come back And tear all his quads Telling <laughs> us we need to
0: Restart the match He looks nothing but Ke- Like Kevin Nash By the way
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know If I can really Make a decision I, I guess it Pressed It would have to be Flair because... You're eliminating Ric Flair? No, 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 no. That would be the one I'd say would win it. I'd eliminate Kane. You're eliminating Kane? Yeah.
2: Okay, Jason? Well, you know I've got to have Ric Flair winning this, though. Kane has to go, despite it being a solid performance. Mike, will this be
0: a majority? It
4: it is a majority.
0: I think
2: think Kane from number
4: seven, Flair from number three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am going to make it
0: unanimous. Ric Flair's victory in 1992 is the greatest Royal Rumble moment of all time. Good according work, to this chaps. podcast. So uh, good work, chaps.
1: Well done, everyone. Finally, we have been fair to Flair. I, I'm going to go slightly <laughs> off
0: script. That was a fantastic segment. I had, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure about yeah. you. Uh, I'm surprised I'm surprised you actually did this in one take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, just uh, lost my spot. Wish I'd done more. Just keep that in. Some, just sir. keep that in. Producer Chris is here, by the way, and we didn't actually cancel this flight. It's a shame. Anyway, so there you have it. Rick Flair is the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble moment of all time. So, from a Royal Rumble winner to top of the chops, Jason does a deep dive into wrestling music after this break. So, for this segment, I'm going to hand it over to Jason as he would like to do a deep dive into the world of music and professional wrestling. So, without further ado, here's top of the chops
2: welcome to top of the chops i'm really impressed with that name i came up with i think that's a clever little joke stop
0: jacking off to yourself
2: yeah okay (laughs) well um, we're going to be running down the five best wrestling themes albums by actual proper band now before i get to the top five good albums here's three albums from wrestlers and these are oh, three complete albums. Again, these were by Headline Axe in the WWF or WE at the time. And each is amazing for its own reasons. I'm a little bit scared, Jason. Right. So <laughs> first entry for this, Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Camp Band with Hulk Rules. <laughs> oh. Now, the pen, I think I, this I know so this. So I think some of you might be a bit too young for this one. But this came out in 95. <laughs> So 1995, this came out. It oddly didn't include his 1993 hit single, which was a cover of Gary Glitter's Leader of the Gang, which I had on cassette single. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know what a cassette single is, it's what we used to put MP3s on.
0: Uh, oh, w- yeah. Was this before Gary Glitter's accusations?
2: Yeah, this was all before it was no longer allowed to use Lead of the Gang for anything. <laughs> I, mean, yeah.
0: I, I, I played the music video earlier, and I was like, oh, my fucking days, what? <laughs> yeah, so
2: Hulk Hogan had a top 40 hit with that single. Um, and, but in general for that, and that's like the obvious we cover, on the album he raps quite a bit. Um, <laughs> being all... Hulk... Six of the songs on the album refer to Hulk in the title, and one of them is his WCW theme tune. But of that's course. one of the other like four songs that doesn't have the word Hulk in the title. It's like it's pretty crazy when does you look he, at that.
1: Does he perform on all the tracks so on this he album? He performs on some of them.
2: He performs on pretty much all of them in terms of he doesn't really sing, he does like Hulk Hogan talk rapping, a little bit of singing, and he apparently plays bass because he he, play, oh. he's, really he, he's known as a bass player. Apparently, he could have been in Metallica.
1: I mean, I say this as a bass player, but being a bass player is what you do if you're not talented enough to play any other instruments. So you're not talented, Sam? Uh, not really, no. Oh. No. Right. I'm just good at standing at the back and looking sexy. We're going uh, <laughs> <I'm>
2: to gonna play <laughs> you a you bit do? of Hulk Hogan, leading of the Gang. It's not on the album. The best track on the album is actually Hulkster in Heaven, which is... <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. It's a serious song about a fan that has passed away. And Hulk Hogan sings about how... God he
0: in hell, Sam. <laughs> I'm
2: and so he drunk. sings about how this fan won't be there to cheer him on at Wembley anymore. <laughs> So but, it's, a Shirley, Shirley well. yeah, it's a British oh, fan as well.
4: Hogan was never booked for
2: Wembley. Yeah, that's it. Rhymed with what he was singing about at the time. I'm trying to remember what Wembley rhymed with, but it's it's on there. Kimberley, uh, that's, that's maybe deep. the was called Kimberley. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Well, I'm sorry but for laughing at the dead. Then
2: we have to we have to play yeah, a bit I mean, of you're "Leader you're
1: of the Gang." How you Mainly, <laughs>
2: the best thing about Hulk Hogan this whole thing is "Leader of the Gang." The music video is half of it is just him wrestling the Great Muta in Japan because that's probably all he had the rights to actually use in the video. Of course. guys what did you think of that you got to watch the video on youtube as well which is widely available i i i'm
1: (laughs) what (laughs) how i guess we now know the answer to the question can hulk hogan sing and it's definitely no
3: come on come on (laughs) come on come on (laughs) do you wanna be
1: no
2: i'm not even gonna
0: sing it (laughs) creepy it's just it kind of suits like a creep would sing a
4: creepy song
2: yeah so you think that was bad what, what does, Mike, gets, think? What does Mike think? What oh, right. does yeah,
4: Mike think? You actually might get any views on that? I'm almost speechless. That was... It, uh, have you got worse than that? Oh, we're get, yeah, getting, we're, we're getting worse. Oh, and, wow. oh,
0: yeah. There's definitely one worse than that.
2: So the next one for you is Macho Man with Be A Man. Oh, Macho I think I this Man before. released a rap album. This was during the time when Macho man was trying to be relevant, still in 2003, when he wasn't really wrestling. Wasn't he in TNA at this point? No, this was before TNA. Oh, this shit. This was like, between like, anything happening for him. This is the wilderness years. So he's trying to stay relevant, and he was mainly targeting Hulk Hogan in interviews, um, implying that he was gay and calling him out as not a real man. So a lot of the, a lot of the content for this album is about Hulk Hogan. Um, but there's also a bizarre tribute to the late Kurt Hennig in Perfect Friend which is worth checking out. Um, I mean, there's nothing good here. It's a terrible record. (laughs) It's so terrible that you can't turn away from it. Once it's on, you just have to know what's going to happen next. So I'm going to play for you a little bit of Be A Man. What did you make of that one? I'm going to start with Broad. Oh, yeah! No. Uh, uh,
0: Was it worse than Hulk?
2: hmm. He tried
0: more. I'll give him that. Um, They're both terrible albums. Uh, Yeah, I just. No, I. I'm now
1: no longer a fan of Randy Savage. Uh, (laughs) You ruined my fandom of Randy Savage. How dare you? I think Hulk's song was funny bad, whereas this is just kind
2: of, like, tragic bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, do you want to add anything quickly before I move on? I liked it. <laughs>
3: there you <Hey>!
2: go. Good <laughs> so, <Get> on, Mike. <laughs> now we're going down the rap genre. I'm going to go to the, the next one. I don't think it's as bad. Uh, 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 I can't make that. Joke. The next one is not as bad. This is John Cena's You Can't See Me album. Now... This is when John Cena has still had a little bit of edge in 2005, which you may not remember. And this album made 15 in the US Billboard chart. It has actually gone on to sell 1.3 million copies to date so I oh, so did that in the first five years I don't know what it's done since then um, that's from what I could find out from the research I think probably that, still 1.3 million yeah probably minutes. 1.3 million after that probably not much more um, it's actually not as bad as you might have expected he had some edge to him here um, the single bad, bad 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 Man which I'm going to play for you was fun and Cena could actually rap a bit while relying on the trademark that with the production and also a guy could bumpy knuckles, knuckles gets on a couple of the songs as well um, parental advisory is really important on this one unless you can find the clean version you might just want might I just want to put this on for your kids that they're seeing the fans i'll just say that um he was able to say fuck and things like that before he was smooth over to be the corporate face of the company so here's a little bit of bad bad man because you're playing the role and you playing planning to fold it's the master plan we got plan planet
3: on hold we all over the streets like your favorite sneaker breaking up your sound like a drive through speaker everything that i'll be spitting is strong after i rock fast forward through the rest of the song we the monkey wrench that's gonna ruin your
2: So that wasn't as bad as you expected, right? I mean, what did you think of John Cena's rap album?
1: Yeah, I thought if someone put that on and they didn't tell me it was John Cena, because as a Smarky fan, obviously, I hate John Cena. Um, Oh, that's on the
2: album, by the way, his theme tune from that that era.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that bad. He's got good flow. He's, you know, it's not just like run DMC rhyming the last line, last word of every line. He's like, yeah, not actually complete shit, which is surprising. So, Mike, you're an
4: expert on rap. What did you make of that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all experts on rap, by the way.
4: You know what? I really expected to hate pretty much every song you played here, but I've, I've got to say with that one, I've had an attitude adjustment. Like, Ooh.
1: That, oh, Ooh. nice.
4: <laughs> oh. Yeah, part,
1: I kind of
2: want to look that Ooh. one up and like it'd be a good one to slip into a playlist. Well, you can, you can find his old album on Spotify. Yeah, It's yeah. Yeah. easy I, to get hold of.
0: I, um, I've always wanted John Cena to turn heel and come out to this music.
1: That would be pretty, be, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Bad Batman,
0: uh, yeah. It's just, um, it just goes back to a great time when he wasn't PG and when everyone actually liked him before he was just booked as super senior. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It wasn't
2: bad. So, moving on to the main event of this particular feature oh. on this episode of Top of the Chops, darn, I will be darn. running darn. down the darn. top five. Wrestling themed albums by actual bands So before I run down this top five There are some honourable mentions for one-off songs By some actually respectable bands Honourable mention to the punk band The Razor Ramones Yes, The Razor Ramones Clever little wrestling and punk reference there Um, But there's also some great one-off efforts from bands Like 12 Inch Surprise, Tom McGuire and The Brass Hold (laughs) Bruce Springsteen and Astro Safari USA Each with their own charms They're worth looking for as well but moving into the actual full albums that are in my top five. So at number five, the B-plus players. So taking their name from the infamous authority promo and Daniel Bryan. The, these guys hailing from Nova Scotia play a fun brand of punk with a bit of ska and rockabilly. Um, their 2017 album, The Gorilla Position, is full of fun songs to tap your head along to. Nothing too serious here. But they cover these subjects such as the Montreal Screw Job, um, hot tags, in you know, important hot tags, and songs about fighting X-Pac. Uh, My personal favourite though, the highlight for me is DDP, which actually has a really fun sing-along video on their YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Guys, what did you make of DDP by the B+ players? It's fun. Yeah,
1: Great that's there. pretty much it. That's yeah, a, yeah, I thought it was a fun little song. Yeah, the video is quite fun as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. yeah. The videos. So we're starting nice and light there at number five. Um Moving on to my next numbers, four and three are actually by the same artist. Ooh, yeah, controversial. So. And We're going to be going into nerdcore rap, which I'm sure we're all experts on. Oh,
1: yeah. So, MC Front a lot.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you made that up, if that's real. No, he's a
1: real guy. <laughs> he's a real, he's guy. a real guy, I <laughs> promise. Podcast
0: is already breaking down.
2: <laughs> so Mega Ran is a nerdcore rapper, perhaps best known for the extra songs he does related to video games. But he has released two wrestling themed albums, Matt Mania and Matt Mania The Revenge. So, Matt Menu is my personal favourite, which was released in 2016. It features songs about the career of Macho Man, which somehow covers all the best-known moments of Macho Man's career in 3 minutes and 37 seconds. And there's also DDT focusing on the finishing moves and promos of Jake Roberts. Um, there's also newer acts on the album, so he does songs about Bray Wyatt, and there's also the New Day on New Day Raps. On The Revenge, the second album, he, he does tributes to Dusty Rhodes in American Dream, the NWO, and Kevin Owens with KO. He also branches outside of the WWE world and WCW world and does a song about Kenny Omega called Clean You Up.
1: So when you said about The New Day, were they on the record or was it no, just about so them? The samples? way it works is
2: he samples their actual music or does a very similar song to their entrance song so we'll play you we can play you New Day Raps and you'll get an idea for the kind of stuff he does I think I've heard his
1: Finn Finn Balor one which is pretty good yeah Yeah, he's done
2: a Finn Balor one he's done like this two albums worth of stuff it's all pretty good interview snippets you know promos and actual theme tunes he clearly has a lot of talent in terms of like he gets booked to do a lot of shows and things like that so um, he's easy to find on Spotify both albums let's play a little bit of New Day Raps
3: you better get what they got Coming with a crew and you know they stay hot, tell me what you gonna do, cause we just can't stop. Everybody know the new. They rocks at me one time. Give it to me now. A little louder. Okay, let's go. Excuse me, it's time for the new day. Put the pedal to the metal, so clear out the throughway. We fly it in blue jays, so putting it loose lay. We ain't coming to play, cooking like soufflés. New day ain't never been boot day. Got gold, got mold, come off like pays, and we get it to stay. Champions in the truest form. You've been warned you don't know match with
2: the. unit So I think there's a lot of stuff worth checking out on both albums. Um, you'll find something your favorite wrestler's probably on there, hopefully.
0: I like the Brock Lesnar one he did.
2: Oh, was, that, was, that, was that Bring the Pain? That was on the first album, yeah, that I think. Was on the yeah, the
0: first album. There's the intro of the first album. I really like that yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I think it's quite fun, actually. I, I like the newest stuff. Well, the stuff with the
2: newest stars, I think, mainly because probably... That's my era. But. Yeah, I think it depends what you're into. You might. I like some of the sort of stuff like celebrating Matchaman's career. It's quite an interesting one to do in three and a half minutes, but yeah, he's co- he does a lot of the newer bands, like the newer bands, the newer wrestlers as well in his songs. So, all the
1: remixes that he does of the. Presumably, he doesn't just rap over the, the entrance theme or whatever. Are they all kind of done in a similar way to that New Day tune we just heard?
2: Um, that one feels a bit more like tied around the theme tune than some other ones are, but yeah, other ones. Yeah, they always, they always have the sort of the start you'd know and then it's staying very close to it, but was okay, extended cool. for a whole song. And there's like you going to from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I really like like the Game Boy y chip tuney kind of bleep bloop sound. So <laughs> <laughs> if the rest bleep of his bleep. stuff has that, yeah, it's great, good stuff. No, that's a doing.
2: real technical it, musical. It talk. is a musical, t- um, <laughs> and yeah. that and that makes complete sense because he's doing New Day. The gamers put the game noises in there as well. He, he knows what he's doing. And up up down down and all that good stuff. Yeah, cool. so. That's quite a fun couple of albums, both worth checking out. My number two takes a more serious tone. So, um, The Mountain Goats released Beat the Champ in 2015. This is a quality indie folk album. This leans towards subjects such as the Southern Terries and Mexican wrestling themes from the old days. Um, It works on a couple of levels. There's a lot of songs, actually, if you looked at it, it could be about death and he makes references to relationships to his parents. It's got a couple of levels to it. But there's a song on here called The Legend of Chava Guerrero, all about Chava Guerrero senior or classic, depending how you know him. Um, he actually came out and so did Charvo Jr. have expressed their love for this song and it's one of the more like, accessible songs on the album. Um, there's stabbed to Death Outside San Juan. This is a reference to the murder of Bruiser Brody. It's an actual terrible event that happened and this is a really somber song but hints at what was going on this night in a really skin crawlingly sparse way. It just creeps along, it sort of really gets to you. Werewolf Gimmick is another favourite. It's about a crazy man who's living his gimmick as a crazy man. When I hear the song, I think of Dean Ambrose. Unhinged Dean Ambrose would do this gimmick where he just believes he's now a werewolf and starts biting wrestlers and fans. (laughs) Okay. Um, There's Hair Match, which is a dark little ditty about the humiliation of losing your hair in the middle of the ring. Um... Some great stuff on here, really worth checking out. So, I'm going to play for you The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, one of the more accessible songs on the album.
3: Born down in El Paso Where the tumbleweeds blow To the middleweight champ of all Mexico Dad fought many bloody battles And he raised four sons Chavo was the oldest one Old man gory could pop Like a live grenade Raised his boys in the way of the trade Hector and Mondo Young Eddie G. Chavo meant the most to me. Look, high, it's my last hope. Chavo Guerrero
2: coming off the top rope. So, Sam, I believe you already are a fan of this album. So, I'll just get your quick views yeah, think- on it. The, sorry, the Mountain Goats are fantastic.
1: I think, unlike a lot of albums about wrestling music, this is kind of actually about being a wrestler, what it means to be part of the industry, the kind of the, the behind-the-scenes intrigue and, and that kind of thing, rather than, like, Mega Ran... I'm not saying it's, like, that his music was bad, but that's more about, like, being in the ring and winning matches and being a badass and stuff, whereas this album touches on kind of the reality of what it's actually like to be on the road all the time you know never seeing your family and and sort of uh yeah being part of, part of the business i guess
2: mm. right great,
0: great additional thoughts broad yeah i thought it was uh, uh surprisingly serious so i wasn't expecting <laughs> that from wrestling music and it was uh yeah it's really well done for the subject matter
4: mike yeah learn a lot here there's a song written about the stabbing of Bruce Brody. um mike's uh, mind is blind (laughs) it it totally is um i i actually like you know the same as sam's going that they're they're talking about real events not they're not trying to make it funny they're trying to say the the real stuff that's happened you know that was a, a a big thing that happened in the world of wrestling there was a lot leading up to it, and there's actually repercussions still going on today um yeah, I really like that whole idea. We'll listen to that.
2: So, yeah, and if you're someone like Mike, who's learning a lot here, we're probably in that... I've put together a little Holy Shoot Wrestling Songs playlist on Spotify, so we can post that on, on Twitter and on the social account. So yeah, people yeah, can yeah. Come let's put it, it on Facebook as well. We'll let everyone come across it. So it'll be the highlights of what we talked about, so you can then go and find the whole albums. Yeah. Right, but my number one, um, as much as I love Beat the Champ, I've gone for a lesser-known band called Cheap Pop, and their album In Gorilla. So... It's probably a more enjoyable album to get into. It's a great psych-up album for me. I think it's something I listen to in the gym a lot. I can imagine it being a great thing to listen to on your way to a wrestling event. It's something I'm gonna make in the guys listen to when we're going to WrestleMania. I think that morning it's gonna be a good album to put on and really get into the mood for it. Um, It was released in 2016 it's a punk album it's a proper enjoyable like punky album nothing too heavy or like hardcore in it but something you can really enjoy but it means it's got a little bit of like grit to it as well mm. um lead singer jackie Prattworth really suits the material i'm a bit of a sucker for a like a female vocal over a punk song just something about it it works as a combination for me so some of the subject matter that they go with so you've got wrestlemania 3 it's a ramones-esque song about the entire card of wrestlemania 3 <laughs> so it's like an historical bre- like breakdown of this record breaking event there's a Daniel Bryan Danielson, an ode to the American dragon, talking about his beard and those badass moves that he would do. You've got great romances and Federation history. As it says, a song about the great relationship for the likes of Liz and Savage. Um, it's lines such as, because you've elbow dropped my heart, really worked for me. Then <laughs> um, there's, my favourite on the album is Double Turn. It's a song about one of the greatest matches and feuds of all time. So with Bret Hart and Stone Cold working towards their WrestleMania 13 match. It's about how they did the near impossible in this match of the double turn. Um, it really, I think they really captured the emotion of this match. I remember watching this back in the day. It's actually a really important moment when you look at what maybe started the Attitude Era, depending on how you define it. There's lots of talk about Austin was already getting over, you know, King of the Ring yeah that happened but they didn't they didn't start pushing him it wasn't until this feud with Bret Hart where it got really emotional and this is what the Attitude Era was really about it was about the shades of grey it wasn't black and white anymore it wasn't about vulgarity and chair shots it was about the grey in between of like who was a good guy or a bad guy and the guys really capture this on this song um, they talk about how Bret Hart really needed to tap Austin out. He needed it down to his core. While Austin... Because re- after Austin repeatedly cost him title matches, he was right in what he was doing. But Austin also couldn't tap out. He had to prove that he was tough and he was going to be a big star. So, you know, they they talk about how the blood flowed down Austin's face and Bret laid in everything that he had. And in the moment, everything changed. I think it's a great reference they make yeah. in the song. So, I think mean, some... Some would argue that, like I said, Austin had already started his rise, but I think this match started it, and yeah, the guys cover it. It's a pretty raucous song, but it's my favourite, and the whole album's enjoyable. So, I'm going to play you guys a clip from their album, one of the songs, my favourite, Double Turn. See what you think. (laughs) You guys seem to enjoy that? Sam?
1: Yeah, I I mean, we only had time to listen to a a short clip there, but I definitely want to hear more of that band. I'm a big fan of punk music anyway, and I thought that was really, really good.
2: Yeah, very excited to hear more.
0: I played quite a bit on Spotify. They're really good. I think my favourite one is uh, JBL's Flask
2: a great song yeah. about how drunk JBL would be during pay per view, or at least how he came across. I, I, I mean, I miss Bradshaw as a commentator.
0: I can say that because Chen's not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's controversial, but yeah, I really like that one. I also like Faces of Lement. I think it's a very interesting way of critiquing a show by song as well. So, uh, yeah, I think they're a really good band.
2: So, Mike, will you be checking that one out as well?
4: I'll definitely be adding it to my ever-expanding list of things to listen to. Um, yeah the little bit I did just listen to like the way it sounds
2: yeah so it's worth check out Cheap Pop they are on Spotify and on Bandcamp so they're easy to get hold of and listen to that album definitely worth checking out and adding to your playlists and they're my number one it's a good name for a wrestling team band as well I think definitely (laughs) yeah definitely well
0: thanks for this uh, segment Jason this was a really fun and interesting uh, segment and I'll be sure to check out Cheap Pop and all the bands that you recommended as well as John Cena's rap album again later in the week. So, after this short plug, join us for The Ring of Dishonour. Hey you, if you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pot.
3: Do it! Do it now!
0: Lastly, it's our weekly segment to close the show, The Ring of Dishonour. For those who haven't joined us on the pod before, it's like Room 101, but wrestling in an audio format. Each week, one of us will nominate something that they would like to see enter the Ring of Dishonour. The other three people on the podcast will decide if it is worthy, or shall we say unworthy enough, to enter the Ring of Dishonour. Last week, Chen's submission of Stereotypes in Wrestling was the first nomination that failed to enter the Ring of Dishonour. However, Jason was fortunate to see multiple kickouts added to the Ring of Dishonour. I will stop saying Ring of Dishonour, ladies and gentlemen. So... Jason, I need you to spin the wheel to see whether Sam, Mike or I oh. have something to submit this week.
1: Guys, every time you bring this out, I'm blown away by just the amount of production and effort that's gone into making this incredibly high-tech wheel. It's
2: amazing. More than WCW spent on there. Yeah. yeah. So spin the wheel, make the deal. It's like Royal Roulette. Here we go. Oh,
4: it's got its noise this time. Mike. It's Mike. It's you. My, my last minute of change. <laughs> Okay, so my entrant for the Ring of Dishonor is multiple main event matches. Explain. Oh. So, me, me being old school, I, I want to see a card that has matches building up. You've got intercontinental matches, tag team matches. And then you have your main event. You go into the match knowing what the main event is going to be. And 99% of the time, it's going to be for one of the world titles. These days, we're going into matches not even knowing what the main event of the actual show is. We've seen the main event open pay-per-views. We've seen double main events, triple main events. I just want to go back to one match having earned that status of being... The main event
1: yeah i think i'd agree new japan lately have gotten into that habit of doing like a double main event for wrestlemania every year but new
0: japan wrestlemania
1: Oh, sorry wrestle kingdom (laughs) sorry 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 i'm yeah um (laughs) but yeah everyone knows in those situations what the real main event is it's the one for the big title of whichever promotion it's on so all they're doing kind of is i don't know it almost cheapens the matches lower down on the card
2: to call the main events as well. Hmm, that's a I have mainly struggled with it. I think WWE, when it comes to the Raw Rumble winners, they did it a few times. I think the one that sticks out in my head was Edge and Alberto De Rio yeah. opening Open Raw the Rumble. Yeah. They did that a few times. with Daniel Bryan and, Bryan and Sheamus. And some other ones. That kind of thing just sucks. That, I that feels odd to me. I don't know if I'm completely against double main events or when there's like a couple of big shows. It's like... That, I think that, that can be okay, bro I.
0: So, I understand where Mike is coming from in terms of the fact that there is only one main event. In terms of an actual build towards a pay per view where it's like, you know, three or four major matches, you're not sure which one's going to main event. To be honest, I'm absolutely fine with that. I don't really mind something not being definitive in that top spot. Uh, as long as all those matches feel big time and i think that's why they're trying to promote these things as double main events and triple main events is to show that right we know there can only be one but in our mind this is of equal importance so for instance um take wrestlemania 28 where of course it's going to be once in a lifetime the rock versus john cena but they kind of brand it as a double main event because you know undertaker versus triple h was the Hell in a Cell match was considered equally important uh, what's another one off the top of my head I think they had uh, three three Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell 2016 the one that Sasha Banks and Charlotte main mm-hmm. evented um, I think that was to put over the fact that the universe the reason why they called it triple main event is not because oh yeah Sasha and Charlotte were just main events, to get over the importance of the Roman reigns Rusev rivalry and also the Kevin owens seth Rollins universal title match because the universal title was new to the brand um, for Wrestle Kingdom, to use your examples, uh, for Wrestle Kingdom twelve, that was the last one. That uh, was last year. Yeah, yeah last year. Sorry. Uh, clearly, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho is the money match, not a Carter versus Naito. So you're going to call that a double main event because you know people are in, more interested in Jericho. People are buying New Japan World subscriptions because of Jericho. You can keep your tradition of a Carter versus Naito main eventing, but really, mm. the world is talking about Omega Jericho. So you just promote both as a main event
1: i guess i just to me it feels like if you're calling something further down on the card the the dual main event it's like this match is not big enough on its own to just stand on its own as a match that's happening because those matches further down the card will will be draws for people who are into the people in those matches Mm. it's not like someone will go oh i want to see jericho omega but i'm not going to go if it's not one of the main events people Mm. will still go to see that match clarify that i just want
2: to sound like Multiple, like two main event matches or multiple main event matches. and we talking at the top of the card or is it more about the spacing of main event matches?
4: Yeah, it's more about where they place the main event matches. Uh, You remember a pay per view opening with, I believe, Seth Rollins, John Cena, and Ambrose Triple Threat. Uh, We knew that was AJ Styles. AJ Styles, We knew that was the main event and then we opened the pay per view with that. It's just, it's strange. Uh, The reason
0: why that pay per view, historically speaking, main event, uh, the main event opened at the show was due to the u.s presidential uh it was some sort of debate happening between donald trump and hillary clinton so that was going to drag viewers in yeah. and and was happening within the second hour of that pay-per-view so that that's why they really wanted to get that main event off the card It was actually quite sensible from you could argue quite sensible from a business perspective to say look we know you want to see this match we might as well draw as many viewers as we can to that match first
1: yeah, haven't they done it when it's clashed with sporting events and stuff in the past as well? They have big matches on earlier in the card, or maybe I'm thinking of Raws or Smackdowns. More it? Raw, you know, Smackdowns. more
0: Raw, more Raw because they compete yeah. with Monday Night Football pay-per-views. They're all, they're always going to compete with Sunday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football is always going to draw because that's on NBC.
3: Mm. Should we vote? Or yeah, I'm
0: happy to vote. Jason, do you want to go first?
2: I was torn on this. I'm not going to put this in just because there are too many ways you can do multiple main event matches, as I think Broad was saying. Sam,
1: Uh, I think I I have I have to put it in. I like the big match
4: to go on last.
0: I'm sorry, Mike. It's not going in.
4: I just like to say I miss Chen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Chen would probably agree with us. Like Chen would just say, Chen wants
4: every match to be a main event.
0: Yeah, Chen (laughs) believes every Baron Corbin match a main event. So you know, (laughs) we love you, Chen. Come back. So, uh, wow. Uh, I just confess my love to Chen on the podcast. Anyway, so there you have it. That is not the latest entry to the Ring of Dishonour. It does not claim another victim this week. So next week Chen does return from Chenna Reef as we call it and joins both Jason and I in giving our predictions for this year's Royal Rumble event as well as NXT TakeOver Phoenix. But that's all from here at Holy Shoot. We hope you've enjoyed the show and remember to subscribe to us on all good podcast outlets and give us a follow on Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod and like us on facebook and also if you are an itunes listener don't be afraid to give us five stars too so to play us out this week we're going to have a cheap pop song so that is the bottom line from us because this pod says so